Because when we bring our hero status home, are always on the ready, ready to defend, ready to protect, ready to serve. When we bring that home with us, we miss is the fact that we're probably in a family or in a relationship with someone who also has some superpowers. And when we are so focused on our own need to be the hero, we miss the abilities and the people around us. Imagine if every moment of every day was unscheduled, unknown, and uncertain. Where you had to choose between your life and the life of another. Where you were deployed somewhere in the world to face an unknown threat and an unseen enemy. This is the podcast designed to serve those who serve us. So join me as we unpack and uncover why we do what we do when we do it from life's most extreme moments. I'm your host, Jeff Bandman, and this is Mindset Radio. All right. Welcome back to Wednesday. Continuing with me is Dr. Sherry Walling. If you did not listen to Monday's episode, you just missed it. So push pause, go back, download, and listen to Monday's episode because it was, in my opinion, probably one of the most important conversations that we've had because I feel like Monday and into today, we're dealing with real stuff that impacts all of us. And we're having a very real conversation that's really not, not easy to have. And so Sherry, thanks for sticking around with me. I really appreciate it. When we, when we talked on Monday's episode, we talked a lot about the impact of the lives that we've chosen to live and who we need to be in those roles. But then the creep of that into our family life or, you know, and when I say family life, it's like relationships, it's friendships, it's whatever. I mean, you don't have to be married. It can be your girlfriend, can be your boyfriend, can be whoever, can just be your regular family, can be, you know, your close network of friends. It doesn't really matter because your people, your private yeah, people. Your people, yeah, your private people, yeah. right. Your people, uh, because that human connection, well, as I've learned is so important, right? Love and kindness and tenderness and all the ooey gooey things that we don't learn how to do when we become a police officer or fireman or go in the military. They're so important to our, our health, our physical health, our emotional health, our mental health, all those things are so critically important. And if we're not on it, we're, we're creating damage. And so I want to dive back into this conversation about transition right because yeah. that's that's the that's that to me is the key transition how do i move from one space to another you said something interesting on monday that we are we are 100 percent, you know fireman police officer military person and we are 100 percent wife husband father mother son daughter friend whatever right there's not two separate people it's the whole same person. Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think we we do ourselves a disservice when we try to really um, it's like sort of build a wall between these parts of us. Right. But on the other hand, we want to be able to shift between 
those parts of our lives and to like have a private life, a private existence, one that is not dominated by public service or leadership, one in which we enjoy um, the, the sort of benefits of being a private citizen. Yeah, where, where we can actually take the uniform off and participate in life. And not be the one who is responsible. Yes. Interesting. I'm going to pause for a second with that one. <laughs> Damn it. Again, not be the one that's responsible. How do I, how do I do that? Like, how do I flip that switch or like I, and I actually don't even talk about it as a switch. I like it as like a volume knob, if you will. Right. That there's this, yes. uh, you know, there's this place where it's like, okay, I'm capable. I'm highly trained and I'm highly capable of handling almost anything you can throw at me. And I know that. But do I need to be ready for that right now is the question that I try to ask myself. I think another question yeah. to also add to the mix is what are the people in my life capable of? Because when we bring our hero status home, are always on the ready, ready to defend, ready to protect, ready to serve. When we bring that home with us, it's, it's still very much a way of being that is about our ability and our power and our readiness and preparation. But what we miss is the fact that we're probably in a family or in a relationship with someone who also has some superpowers. And when we are so focused on our own need to be the hero, we miss the abilities and the people around us. Hmm. So one way of shifting is to say, I take my uniform off and I look around me and I, my job is now in noticing and celebrating the deep abilities that are in the people that I love. Not yeah. so much about me needing to be ready to exercise my competence, my abilities. Yeah. Does that make sense? Does that sound too it, abstract? Yeah. No, no. I mean, I think let's, let's, let's drill down on it for a little bit because my wife's a badass, right? I mean, she can shoot, fight, like she's, she's good. You know, she's, yeah. she's fully capable of, of doing a lot of things. Uh, and I know that. Right. But I can also see that maybe I don't give her the respect of that. I mean, I think that's, you know, when we're talking about impact, if I, if I have to be the one on all the time or ready all the time or handling it all the time, she never gets an opportunity to flourish. She Absolutely. never gets, gets an opportunity to exercise, you know, the badassness that she has and that she is. Uh, and she doesn't get the opportunity to take care of you. Yeah. In whatever way that is. And then gets pissed at me for that. <laughs> right. Because. Yeah. That, because. You call it what it is. She gets I pissed. I assume she loves you and she wants to take it. You know, like she wants to contribute in your life. She wants a little bit of space in your soul. She wants to be seen by you but also acknowledged as an equally powerful person to you. Yes. An equally powerful person. Maybe not in the same 
physical no. training ways, but in, in whatever ways she is. Yeah. Whatever capacity that she has. I mean, uh, you know, in, in so many ways, you know, because she is a loving mother, she takes care of us. She takes care of the family. She does things that are exceptional and yeah, crap. I, this, I, you know, every once in a while we're doing this, it's like my brain's going through like realization after realization, you know, welcome to the session with Dr. Sherry Warren <laughs> and Jeff Bandman. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I, but I think that that is, oof, man. Yeah. Impact. You know, because I think when I look at what do I want, what do I want out of a career you know, is whatever it is I'm doing now an entrepreneur, right? And you know this, right? And some of the same, same basis. And I know a lot of the people out there, they're, you know, working firehouse, but they're starting their side hustle or they're being entrepreneurs. They're doing things. They're going to face the same challenges across the board. They're kind of, these lives have some very similar underpinning trends along them, if you will. Uh, and it creates an impact. It's like, how do I have this I want a healthy relationship with, you know, with my wife or my husband or whoever it is, right? I want to have these things, but I don't always know how to do it well and navigate these roads. And I'm not a, you know, go punch the clock kind of person, right? I mean, money goes up and down and time goes up and down. And, uh, you know, we talked with Elliot about like the escape to the firehouses and creating uh, things is more important than my family. You know what I mean? My duty to yeah. serve can be more important. There's all kinds of things that go into this that create huge impacts. And I, I think for me, what I'm seeing in our conversation is like, I can see where I actually rob her of her goodness in some ways, right? Her kindness, her love, uh, her support for me almost. It takes up too much space yeah. when you when you show up like the firefighter or the military member because those those personas, those jobs exist for highly extreme moments. When a life needs to be saved, a fire needs to be put out, a door needs to be smashed down. They they're they're beautiful and they're important and they exist for these high intensity moments, but they're too big and too loud and they take up too much like emotional room in a family because those jobs aren't designed for family life. And that doesn't mean that you can't be both. You can don't believe that it's got to be one or the other sort of right. black and white thinking bullshit. But you do have to realize that you put down that part of yourself to some extent so that you can be in a family where you need to be a little bit less of the high intensity hero so that there's room for the hero and the person that you are in a, rom a romantic relationship with or the heroes that are in your kids to pay attention to who they are and their sort of battles that they're winning and fighting in their daily lives. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about that for a little bit. You know, we've talked about kind of the the one-to-one -one relationship. Let's talk about the kids. I mean, I, you know, when the girls were growing up, I was working for the agency and out and back and out and back and out and back constantly. And I know that, you know, for, for basically almost a decade, I felt like I was in like this constant state of readiness. Yeah. Um, 
uh, you know, never knowing where I was going next, when I would be going, how long I would be going, all of that. We didn't have like normal deployment cycles and that took its toll in a major way. And I know it had an impact on them. Uh, you know, where I, you know, I feel like now having Declan and knowing what I know, I can fully see the energy transfer I have to him. And then what that, the anxiety or fear or worry or whatever that creates in him if I'm not settled. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about this a little bit on Monday is that sense that, that those things are contagious beyond yeah. what we say, yeah. beyond what we even articulate, but our, our people in our lives, particularly young children, because they're really, really adept at reading the emotional state of their caregivers. Um, they're going to pick up on that right away and they will feel it too. Yeah, in a big way. I mean, I think that's one thing I've learned, you know, I, I get to look at little man now and I'm like, dude, you have no narrative. Like he's not, he's not running through his head going, dad, stop being an asshole or, you know, you're being a jerk right now. That's not going on in his head. All he can do is feel sensation coming from me, right? He, he feels he, what you feel. Yeah. yeah, my energy, right? And mm -hmm. how my energy is determines his matter of determines his behavior, right? I mean, if I'm Oh, sure. Yeah. If I'm coming home anxious and on it and like, he's like, whoa, hold on. Like what's going on? So that's another, I think, really important thing to stop and think about as you're transitioning from mm -hmm. whatever your, your day job or your shift or your deployment looks sure. like. Realizing that you have to get yourself in the emotional space that you want to invite your children in into, you know, like you kind of think about your your inner life or the, the, the space around you sort of like, a um, Oh, I'm totally missing yeah. the word. No, I, like I, there's like a, a shield or, you know, yeah, you're, you're like your bubble. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're, yeah. Your bubbles. Yeah. Cause I want you to say that again. It's like you said, what do you say? You said something about inviting, like creating something. You, so, say that again. Yeah. Like you want to create an emotional space around yourself, within yourself that emanates out from you that you want to invite your children into. Hmm. So most of us want our kids to feel calm, confident, comfortable, joyful. If we want those experiences for our kids, we have to get ourselves there. It's not easy to do. I realize that. But it's enough to realize that that's where you're going, what you want to happen inside of you. And then to take, take the pause, take the 30 minutes, take the walk around the block, take the time to read a book, take the time to shift in whatever way you need to just listen to your favorite radio program, have a good uh, play mix that you play as you're heading mm -hmm. home. All these kinds of tools that can just shift your inner state so that you can be in the emotional place that you want to invite your kids into. Yeah. I mean, I really like the idea of, you know, doing that giving yourself time, you know, that, that window, giving yourself time for what you need to breathe and settle down and just like, let, let whatever it was off your plate, but then consciously looking at what do I want to create when I walk in this door? Right. I mean, I think a lot of us, carry a lot of anxiety about what we're walking into, right? I mean, but the tide can turn with your walking in. Yes. Like 
Yes. You, you don't know what kind of like nonsense has gone on during the day, sure. and especially if you have little kids and you have a little kid who's home with a caregiver and it's, you know, there's mess and chaos and spaghetti noodles hanging from the light fixtures. And that's just what has happened in the day. But when you walk in, you still hold the power to kind of reset the emotional environment of your home because you are, you are now entering. Yeah. You have, you know, I talk about, you know, uh, setting, putting yourself in the conditions, right. Or setting the conditions. And, you know, I've talked about that kind of in the extremes, right. On the fire ground or on the call or in the moments where it's like my presence needs to be able to shift the results, right. Shift what's happening because I'm stepping into chaos and I need to bring a level of calm to that. Now, set that aside, get out of that world. If I'm coming in the coming home, right, I'm still responsible because I am helping to create the conditions we want. So if I walk in in a good energetic space and I'm creating love and kindness and fun and gentle and whatever, right, those things, I can, what, what I'm hearing you say is I can actually, even if the day for, for my wife has been stressful with the kids or whatever else, I actually can have an impact, have a positive impact there in the shifting of the conditions for that. Yeah. You can Jedi mind trick your kids nice, and your significant other, nice. you know, like these are not the droids you're looking for. You know, right. you can sort of infiltrate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a skill. That's a highly valuable skill. And I look back when I, when I've done that, when I've been on with it, it really works. Right. When I take, I mean, the, go ahead. I mean, you got to train it though. Yeah. Like you train it else and you have to take your own emotional life seriously enough to know how to wield its power so you have to recognize the difference between stress and calm you have to recognize the difference between anger and anxiety you have to recognize the difference of these emotional realities within yourself so that you can activate the one you most need in the situation when it calls for it. But that requires a level of sort of self-observation and self-study that a lot of us don't feel like we, you know, have time for. And it, it really is the, the big change maker, both at home and at work, when you are master of your own inner world. Mm. Yeah, it is. It is the game changer. I mean, it is the the missing piece of the equation. And like you, like you said, you know, we often don't give it the time and attention it needs. We just don't, we don't think about it at times. Like in a lot of circumstances, we're like, Oh, I need to go, you know, work on my emotional health right this minute. Uh, you know, we're ready to go to the gym, ready to do something, but underlying that, uh, you know, we're not applying kind of the mental tools that we could be applying that help these other areas roll out effectively. And I think this podcast is a great tool, right? Spend yeah. whatever 90 minutes a week listening to this. And that's a great tool that gets you thinking about what's going inside and how that shapes what happens in the external world. Certainly going to therapy, seeing a coach, having someone else who's like in your inner space with you um, is a great investment in your ability to be the sort of mental ninja that you may be capable of. Yeah. I mean, I think, and I think that's the unique thing. It's like, that's a great framing right there. What you just said, it is, you are capable of this. You are, you are more than just what you think you are. And there's a really cool opportunity to, to 
ping that, what I like to say, you know, that level of exceptional that we all strive for. I mean, we don't become these things because we're some slacker, right? We don't, we don't become a police officer or a firefighter or join the military or become an entrepreneur or do whatever it is we do because we're kind of like, you know, slacking off and not doing anything in life. Like we're up to things and we can take care of ourselves physically and we can train and develop ourselves for what we're dealing with. But if we're not really diving equally and or greater into the emotional and mental health side of it, there are some pretty severe consequences. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, it's not super complicated to start working on it no. either. I mean, one of my favorite tools, super, super simple, end of the day, write down your high point, write down your low point, two sentences, that's journaling, you're done. done. But over time, when you keep that data, you get really interesting information about the parts of you that are thriving and the parts of you that are struggling. Mm. So for example, it, you know, months and months go on, you collect this information, two sentences, high point and low point, end of the day. And you realize that you are having like real difficulty dealing with, I don't know, someone, someone, some administrator above you. And this is the relationship that is causing you the most frustration when you can like go beyond this vague awareness of like, oh, this person's a pain in the ass to, wow, this person is really like, <laughs> like ruining my work life right now. Then you have the clarity to realize this is the cause of my stress. It's not my kid's mess when I come home. It's not my boyfriend's loud music. It's not all these other things that you might take, you know, you might like sort of take the stress out on it is this one relationship with this one administrator that is really like chafing me. So <laughs> I got right. <laughs> to do the work to figure out how to make this better and not let it bleed over into other things. Similarly, when you keep track of information about the moments in your life that you're like, wow, I'm so, I'm so glad I got to do that. I loved that moment. It helps you with all kinds of directional choices. Like, mm. How, you know, what kind of promotion you might pursue, whether you need a job change, whether you need to change up your schedule, all of those decisions then run through this filter of like, hey, what actually brings me joy? What's life giving to me? Oh, wait, I have this journal full of data about it. That should help guide your choices. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think tracking stuff when I'm on that and doing that consistently, it makes a tremendous difference. And it's interesting as we're having this talk, I'm like now being called out on all the things that I didn't, haven't done over the last several months and subsequently seeing <laughs> the impact of not doing those things. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're, I used to, when I teach the resiliency course, I, I, I give the guys a tool that says, okay, four buckets, you know, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, just, four cylinders, draw them on a top sheet of paper and, you know, bottom zero, top is hundred percent, just color in however you feel that day. And then watch that over time and begin to see where, where you're lacking in some ways. Cause I do know that, you know, you can't, you can't be empty in one area and be fulfilled in every other, right? They will right. They all intertwine. They all run together. And you know, I am a big believer that data doesn't lie and tracking that and actually taking the moment, and writing it down and just that simple act 
two sentences, you'd be amazed at what that does. I think, you know, for when I do it, I'm always blown away that this, that little pause and that little bit of attention to those two things, you know, what was my high point? What was my low point are, are so significantly impactful in everything else. Cause then I'm also, it's out of my space too. Like I'm not harboring or carrying that, you know, into the house, like you said, and the dishes aren't done. And now I'm pissed that the dishes aren't done. Well, I can be upset that the dishes aren't done, but I'm not carrying all that other garbage along with it. Right. Not with the full weight of all of the things that happened in the day that made you upset. Yeah. You got to unpack your rucksack before you walk into the house. Like you got to dump that thing. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the, the, the big aspect I know. I mean, I could, we could spend six hours talking about walking in the door, carrying everything that I was carrying. And it, of course, it never goes well. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, if we sit back and look, it's like, yep, that didn't go well. You know, I carried all that crap from work <laughs> right in the door with me. And that didn't didn't produce the result it's, I wanted it to produce. Big. You're too big in that situation. No, right? sleep, sleeping on the couch again. Yeah. Yep. yep, there yeah. I am. You'll find me back on the couch. Right. I mean, that's and then and then it I think the thing about it is and what I'm hoping the audience will get is that if we don't pause to do some of these things, it will perpetuate itself. Anxiety, frustration, anger, fear, all those things, they will build on top of each other in ways we don't want them to. Right. I mean, just, I mean, even at the cellular level, the kinds of sort of health risks that go along with that level of intensity as, as a constant reality. So when we're living in anxiety and stress, I mean, I'm sure your listeners sort of know this research, but like the relationship between things like heart disease, some kinds of cancer, obesity, I mean, the likelihood of, of depression and anxiety becoming really, really prominent problems. Those are all sort of ongoing chronic anxiety or is a risk factor for all of those problems. And so the the extent to which, you know, to borrow your term, we can like successfully unpack our rucksack every day and really kind of cl- clear the palate, like cleanse ourselves of whatever shit we went through that day, let it go and move on to the next day or move on to the evening that's going to save us, you know, sometimes it gives us years back in our lives quite literally because it protects our bodies. Not to mention that when we are walking around in our lives with sort of a fully overflowing bucket of frustration and anxiety and stress, we are irritable. We are unpleasant. Our anger can get quickly out of control. We can feel very unsafe to the people that we love, even though most of us have built a life around being safety, being protection to many, many people. We become most unsafe to the people that we probably really most want to protect because we have not managed that like bucket of crap that we're carrying around. It becomes really dangerous. It becomes really dangerous. And and so we're just, let's, I want to ask you a question. Okay. So I've said this several times, which I believe in most of the worlds of the, of the listening audience, most of, most of us, I've always said that anger is the only acceptable emotion that we can be, we can't be too happy. We can't be sad. Uh, we can't be certain things, but we sure as hell can be pissed off. We can be angry. And, you know, maybe that's changed a little bit over the years, but, you know, in this whole personal 
evolution. I mean, I think the hardest thing I've ever done is take care of me yeah. in my life, right? And understanding. So, you know, I think anger feels safest. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, and it, it's the most comfortable emotion in lots of ways. Why is that? Because your shield's up. You know, if you're angry, people see you're angry, they look at your face and they take a step back. They look at your body posture, they take a step back. Let's give this man space. This man's going to blow. Hmm. And there you are alone in your fortress of anger. Nobody can touch you. Nobody's going to get too close. Nobody's going to hurt you. They're, they're going to be afraid and they're going to step back. But if someone sees you laughing, giggling, joyful, like shoulders relaxed, guard down, a little bit hunched over with delight, there's no shield there. And people might get too close. Someone might lean in and lean their head on your shoulder. I mean, it's just, it's an invitation for intimacy and connection that is, you know, really uncomfortable. Yeah, really uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a, it's a level of vulnerability that I don't know that a lot of us are comfortable with or, or like accepting of or okay with. Uh, I haven't been for years. For years. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And this is kind of, a, this is a, a tricky, maybe complicated thing to dive into sure. right now. But I think, um, I think there is a way that our intimate lives can really help us with that in the sense that when we are like intimate with our partners and yes, Jeff, I'm talking about sex. Go for um, it. We, have to experience a level of letting our guard down that hopefully is rewarded, like pays yeah. off in the end. Yeah. And so it, it's sometimes for some of the folks that I work with, it's the one place where they let themselves be really affected by another person and where they let themselves be vulnerable enough to be unguarded. Hmm. And you know, we can get dysregulated in our sexual lives, just like in everything else. But I think it's, it's, if you, if you don't know what we're talking about, when we talk about like, um, the benefits of feeling like someone else taking care of you or someone else connecting with you or that reciprocal give and take great sex has those components, right? There's a reciprocal give and take. There's a listening to your partner. There's a being fully, fully present with them and letting them fully show up for you. So that can be a little bit of the footprint of what this feels like emotionally. And hey, you can even have that level of kind of vulnerability and connection. Maybe not quite that level, but a level of vulnerability mm -hmm. and connection with your clothes on walking around. Totally. Uh, understanding that as a little bit of a framework of how that works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's where it's interesting because I think that, you know, the, the shield that we put on to do what we do is hard to take off sometimes. I mean, this is, you know, a lot of stuff we talked about. I thought earlier when you said something, I was like, man, yeah, a whole lot easier said than done. Uh, and like a lot of things we talked about on the show, this all takes work, right? This isn't like a flip the switch all good. I'm going to be, you know, good to go today. You kind of have to test the waters a little bit. You have to like try things on and see how it works and then actually be open to feeling 
the successes of it. I mean, I think that's where I've been uh, over this last year or so. It's like understanding how to reframe myself and connect, right? And then seeing the rewards of that in my kids or my wife or my family or my friends uh, and letting that reward actually settle into my body and, and feeling like, wow, that that worked. I liked that. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, to, to the courage to, to like something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, we go back and forth with this stuff all the time and it, and you know, it's from my, from my experience, it's an ebb and flow. Like it's a constant evolution. And for a while, you know, there are days I won't bullshit you. There are days where it's like, I don't want another thing to work with on. I don't want another thing to deal with. I don't want to discover anything more about myself. Thank you very much. Fuck off. Right. Um, I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then, you know, I'll settle down. And, and so I think it's, I think a lot of times this stuff, go ahead. I was just going to say, and really all of this sounds like a to-do list of like, try this technique or try this tactic and do this thing. But like, really, if you are feeling like that, the best possible thing to do is work on that ninja skill of just being still of letting enough be enough of Mm. accepting that you're tired, accepting that you don't want to self-actualize anymore and, and letting that be its own emotional maturity to say, I'm good right now. I need, I need to have a moment where I'm content with things as they are and I'm not always pressing forward, pressing the envelope, pushing, 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 because that's that's its own sort of fool's errand. I think yes. there are times when it's we can just call it and be like, right now, this is who I am. This is what I got going on. And I'm going to let that be enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's. That's so important. Just just even starting with that. Right. Even with starting at a place where you can drive home, turn the car off for a minute, take a breath and know you're good. Know you're enough. Know you're settled. And think for just a quick second, what do I want to create when I walk in this door? You know, what do I really want? I want love. I want connection. I want time with my family or time with my people or time with myself, whatever it is. And use that that transition moment to to have that, right? Because you can have that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, I think there are a ton of tools. I like what you just said about you know it. Sometimes it feels like a whole nother to do list and more to take on and more. To, you know, I'm already I'm already wiped out. I'm already stressed. I'm already tired. Most of us, I think, live tired. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it lived. Well, we already live kind of exhausted in some ways, and and so then the one thing to do is that pause, hmm. not filling it with, you know, a, a motivational podcast necessarily. Right, yeah, or turn this shit <laughs> off. Yeah, turn this shit take, off and take yeah, the pause. Sit quietly yeah. for a minute, resettle yourself. That that's enough for most of us. Yeah, seriously, I would rather you turn this off, not download this episode and be quiet for yourself and be patient and be kind to yourself 
for 30 minutes or for an hour than listen to this. You know, I mean, I I'm think glad you're saying this at the end of the podcast, though. Well, I'll I'll I'll, I'll cut it and put it at the beginning. <laughs> 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 well, but we had to get there, right? So don't listen to Monday's episode. Right, this right. is the why. This is the why. <laughs> <laughs> the only podcaster out there that says don't listen to my podcast, right? <laughs> Forget it. Just sit in silence. It's better right, than just listening. Sit, just, <laughs> just just sit in silence. Better listen. And half of them are probably listening, going, you know, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> hey man, don't underestimate how hard it is to sit in silence even for five minutes are you minutes. kidding me that's the hardest oh. thing matter of fact i'm going to challenge i'm going to challenge everybody here as we're getting ready to wrap up if you actually are listening to this and you're going through this stuff then i would say wherever you are when you hit stop you can set a timer for three minutes and do nothing but sit in silence for just three minutes just relax and breathe. Let the thoughts come and go and just sit for three minutes. That would be my challenge out for the day. Uh, yeah, because it's not easy. It is, you know, the takes a not tremendous amount of effort to do to have no effort in things. Uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So, well, Sherry, thank you for joining us for this week. I really appreciate you and what you do. Uh, and the contribution that you make to the people out there. I appreciate that you're a straight shooter uh, into this community. I think that's important and uh, extremely relevant. So for everybody listening, uh, you can go over to opmindset.com backslash mindset radio. All the show notes will be up from today. I'm going to pull a little bit more uh, from Sherry, uh, some tips, tricks, techniques, things you can do, uh, recap the episodes, uh, and then, of course, links over to Zen Founder. Uh, I'm going to throw a link up to the book because, you know, any any book with the title shit in it, I think, needs to be read uh, and talk about keeping your shit together as an entrepreneur. But it's relevant, right? It's relevant across all aspects. And so, Sherry, thank you for being on today. I really appreciate the conversation. I think I, I got a lot out of it and hopefully the listeners did as well. Always a pleasure, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks so much. All right, we'll be back Monday with uh, the next episode. So have a great rest of your week and a great weekend. All right, so that wraps up this Wednesday's episode with Dr. Sherry Walling. Wow, just an unbelievable conversation. So what do you do now? Well, you head over to opmindset.com backslash mindset radio. You check out the show notes. You download the tools that we've created for you there directly related to this. You follow those plans and you start implementing it. Then what you do is you head over to facebook.com backslash groups backslash mindset radio. So the mindset radio Facebook group that we run, you get in and you talk to me and you tell me what's going on and you give me your thoughts on today's episode and how it helped. And let us know, share out with the community what you have already doing in these areas. And then lastly, well, you're going to need to rate and review us. I want you to give us whatever stars you think is appropriate and not only just hit the star button, get in, write a review, let other people know what you like and what you don't like, and give us some feedback. So we'll see you again on Monday. Thanks for listening. This has been Mindset Radio, and we'll see you soon.